Hey everybody and welcome to High Spirits. I'm Jay Stegman and with me as always is my pal Noelle Schmidt. That's right and you're listening to a show called High Spirits in which we drink alcohol and talk about ghosts. Uh, Noelle what were you doing? I'm stretching. (laughs) (laughs) It looked like you were doing the butterfly like you were swimming. (laughs) Rubbing up for the show. (laughs) I was trying to introduce the show and I was like what on earth? I'm sorry I'm having some back issues lately. Okay. Um, I thought you were trying to communicate. I mean, if I can communicate through back cracking, that would be incredible. Yeah. It, it would also be constant. Sure. You're also queen of the nonverbals. So I was like, I what, know. what's this move? You're doing it again. <laughs> I know. I have to. It hurts so bad. Well, everybody, um, <laughs> on this show called High Spirits, we uh, it's just a, two best pals uh, doing things we like. Uh, Noel's drinking wine. I'm drinking beer. What are yeah. you drinking? Um, current state pessimist. Hey. It's a red blend. Is it really called current state? No. My oh. current state? Pessimist. Oh, okay. The wine is called pessimist. And that's the name of the wine. Yeah. Um, I felt like this satisfied my mood. And it's so pretty. Look at it the is label. Pretty. It's very purpley. Uh, it's purple. And it's a tree. It's nice. It's embossed. Mm-hmm. That's lovely. I really, I really like this wine. It's a red blend. My friend Corey uh, introduced me to it. I think this is the one. It doesn't matter. He's not listening. Yeah. Nope. Um, I am drinking Antihero uh, India Pale Ale. Thank you, Revolution. Mm-hmm. Right here in Chicago, Illinois. Wait, what did you just call it? Antihero. What did I, what did I say? No, you did say that. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's very possible that I didn't. No, you did. I just, there's the fist, and I thought it was Fist City, and I was oh, like, yes, she's got her sense. beer on. No. Uh, no, you're Here's right. There he is. I'm sorry. We're General, tired today. We are tired. We General Mies. Generalissimo hop guy. Generalissimo hop guy. Mm-hmm. And that's what it says on his badge. <laughs> Is that a badge? Hop guy. <laughs> um, anything going on with you? You want to do some um, reportage on your purse life? No. Great. <laughs> Definitely not. Me either. Uh, great. <laughs> should we just talk about ghosts? I think we should. Okay. Let's just do it. All right. I think you'll be pleased with this one today. Oh, I hope so. I mean, I hope so too. Okay. I don't actually listen to it, so it's nice in real time if I'm having a good time. All right. Well, today we're going to talk about <laughs> ghost cats. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Um, ghost cats are often uh, seen by people who have had a cat that has passed away recently. That's amazing. Um, usually uh, they are jumping on the bed of their former owners. Okay. Laying down next to them. Or walking across their legs. Uh, Sometimes they'll brush against their former owner's legs. Um, They'll hear them meow. And uh, sometimes we'll be scratching on the bedposts. Oh. That's all I've got on ghost cats. (laughs) That's true. That is true. What is your thing about? Uh, I really wanted to do ghost cats. I legitimately was like looking at you, (laughs) trying not to giggle this whole time. I cannot... You're not doing ghost cats? I'm not, because oh that's, that's it. That's, like, all... I was like, how are you going to do... It's a prank. Um, <laughs> how are you going to do 45 minutes on a ghost cat? I'm not. I wanted to. That was the most amazing thing. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> I wanted to so badly do 45 minutes of ghost cats, but this is literally... Oh, my God. What it, I could find. That is a testament to my friendship. I think I'm probably... <laughs> my face is glued to a smile like Jack Nicholson and the Joker. <laughs> The look on your face is pretty priceless. Oh, wait, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I'm, I was all in, though. I, I know. you fastening you... my seatbelt. <laughs> uh, I couldn't have asked for that to have gone better. Um, well, 
Instead, today, I thought that we should talk, <laughs> embrace a topic that uh, I am very fearful of and everyone is well aware of. And so I think it's time to finally talk about ghost kids. <gasps> Word to the wise. Girl, how did you, what, what are you doing? I'm clearly like Punishing not planning yourself. on sleeping ever again. Oh my God, you hate ghost kids. I do, but I felt like maybe I could get past my fear. But really, no. How'd that go? Not so great. Okay. Um, I... You look peaked. <laughs> I didn't sleep great last okay. night. Uh, word to the wise. If you Google ghost kids, um, what it will bring up will most likely be uh, kids songs about Halloween. Oh. A lot of kids Halloween songs. And ghost YouTube's... kids sounds like a shitty movie from the 80s. Yeah. So definitely ghost children is what you should be looking for. Lesson learned. So, uh, here we go. Um, I'm going to just share a few stories of ghost children. Okay. Ghost kids. Um, our first stop will take us to the lovely town of West Milford, New Jersey. The mil- the MILF. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shout out to our friends in New Jersey. West MILF. <laughs> Don't confuse it. Don't look that East up. East Milf. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. Uh, also- oh, I know. East Milf. That's so dumb. <laughs> uh, okay. Big election last night, New Jersey. Yep. Way to go. Okay. So, <laughs> West Milf, New Jersey. Home to the ghost boy of Clifton Road. Clinton Road. Oh, I already screwed it up. <laughs> You're killing it. Ghost boy of Clinton Road. Um, it's said to be the most haunted road in America. <gasps> the America? The America, where we currently live. Wow, named yes. after Amerigo Vespucci? Yeah, correct. That one? That's not America Ferreira. Although... <laughs> Jury's still out there. Is she? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Have you ever seen the show Superstore? Nope. I've seen a couple episodes. Okay. Hey, how are you liking Stranger Things? I am not watching Should we that. revisit that conversation? Oh, my God. <laughs> I was watching it the other night, and I was like, I bet Jay hasn't watched a minute of this. Not yet. I also started watching another show on Netflix. This is, this is the time when I segue into what I'm watching. Uh, it's called Slasher, and it's no. complete garbage. Um, but I can't stop watching it. Oh, it's a Netflix series. Like your new Hemlock Grove. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But definitely not as brooding and sexy. (laughs) Well, then why bother? I don't know. Cause now I'm, now I'm in it and I have to know who it is. Oh, who the slasher is. It's a Canadian show that Netflix picked up and lots of boots and (laughs) kilometers. Um, (laughs) There's a, no, uh, you know, no better way to burst dramatic tension than someone's <laughs> like, it's a boot time. I told you I'm a slasher. <laughs> oh, you better go run into the house. Okay, Kyle. <laughs> it's about 15 kilometers from here. I'll give you a head start, Kyle. How far is that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're so polite and they're killing. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, after you. Oh, I'm wearing a smock. Oh. <laughs> no, I do like it. It's just a... The killing smock. Oh, God. <gasps> that should be the name of our Netflix show, Killing, killing smock. smock. 
Done. Okay. All right. All right, go still in the uh, Hunted Boy of Clinton Road. Clinton Road. Uh, that's where they there is the um, Ghost Boy Bridge. So, <laughs> Was it named before or after? <laughs> uh, unclear. So if you travel there, we're not going to get through this we episode. We can't do this. What are we doing? Ghost kids. It started with ghost cat, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I've been completely unhinged since then. I was like sitting on my couch thinking, what should I do this week? And my cat plopped up next to me and I just went, ghost cats. <laughs> so funny. Um, there is a book called, uh, ghost cats of the South. And I think last podcast on the left did an episode on that. And they like laughed for the entire thing. Cause it's ridiculous. Um, but I wasn't not about to buy the, a book to read ghost cats of the South. Yeah. I don't know what it is. So specific. It's very specific. Um, okay. Okay. I think I just got it together. Ghost boy bridge. <laughs> if you travel there at midnight, stop and toss a coin over the edge to the river below. The ghost boy who lives below will toss it back. <laughs> what is the point of all of that? It's just a fun game. It is a fun game. Keeping them engaged. It has to be at midnight. It's got to be at midnight, apparently. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know anything more about this boy, where he came from, why he's a ghost, mm-hmm. why he lives under the bridge. Poor thing. I mean, he could be a troll. Oh, he could be. Maybe he's a troll. I hope not. Um, I hope not, too, but... That's all. Okay. All right. Moving on. That's what I hate. Um, the Black-Eyed Children. Okay. Black-Eyed Children uh, became a phenomenon in the late 90s, like around 1996. They are paranormal beings that resemble children ages 6 to 16. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's widespread. Yeah. When the human body changes most, it resembles that. All right. In my mind, they def- they resemble the little... The children from the uh, Village of the Damned. Yep. The John Carpenter movie. Excellent film. Uh, they have pale skin. Uh-huh. And uh, you will typically find them hitchhiking or panhandling. <laughs> okay. Um, so the origins um, came from a 1996 postings written by a Texas reporter by the name of Brian Bethel on a ghost-related mailing list. Um, this was before websites i guess um what year 1996 no it wasn't but he was sending it into mailing lists sure i mean i mean people are still doing right wackadoo shit like that um i bet there's still someplace oh sure ghost letter yeah craigslist (laughs) (laughs) your ghost letters to high spirit chicago podcast p.o box 334 chicago chicago um it'll find us yep it'll get here uh he told two, there were two allegations of, uh, um, encounters with black eyed children. Um, the first one was in Abilene, Texas in 1996. And then, the he said that there was a second person who had a similar unrelated encounter in Portland, Oregon. Ooh. Um, this sto- these stories, um, people believe them to be a creepypasta. So like a made up yeah. fun thing. Um, there, so, but then, but Bethel's response was to create a FAQ page to keep up with the demand of more info about this new urban legend. <laughs> um, 
He got himself a hey one page of a website. He's creating a whole universe, and oh. I think it's awesome. That's great. So uh, in 2012, he told a story to the reality TV show Monsters and Mysteries in America. Um, he wrote a follow-up article for the Abilene Reporter News describing his experience and uh, maintaining that it is legit. Um, in 2012, there was a horror film called Black Eyed Kids, which was produced with Kickstarter funding. Um, <laughs> its director made the comment that black-eyed children were an urban legend that's been floating around on the internet for years now, and I always thought it was fascinating. Um, in 2013, on an episode of MSN's Weekly Strange, it featured reports of black-eyed children, um, what? <laughs> so, what did I write here? I don't know. I don't know. Um, it was, there were reports that were documented on that show, I guess. We'll just say that. <laughs> so the Rachel Meadow show? No, the Weekly Strange. Oh, I thought you said MSNBC. And I was MSN. Like, I was like, was it Chris, no. Chris Hayes? No, no BC. MSN. Um. Joanne Reed? No, none of them. Okay. Uh, during one week in September 2014, the British tabloid, The Daily Star, ran three sensational front page stories about alleged sightings of black eyed children. Believe so they're it. like bat boy now. Mm -hmm. They're like our, the modern day bat boy. Um, that was connected to the sale of a haunted pub in Staffordshire. Uh, the paper claimed a shock rise in sightings around the world. Alleged sightings are taken seriously by ghost hunters. Um, some of who believe black-eyed children are actually extraterrestrials Ooh. or vampires or ghosts. <laughs> okay. Um, Why vampires? Don't know. Okay. They just think that they could be. Sure. I didn't really dive in that deep in this one. Into it. Um, there's a woman, Sharon Hill. Uh, <laughs> she's a science writer. Um, she did some digging to, you know, really make sure that this was not a real story. Sure. She's been unable to find any documentation of black eyed children encounters. Um, so she's come to the conclusion that the tales are passed on as a friend of a friend ghost stories. Oh, Sharon, surely the science will prove out. It just takes one person to ruin it for everybody. Sharon. Sharon. Um, yeah. Questions about the black eyed children. Um, uh, no, not okay. particularly. All right. Thank you for sharing that. It's creepy though. Yeah. You know. Are they like in fields or are they, oh no, they're panhandling. Panhandling or, uh, uh, hitchhiking. Yes. Thank you. Panhandling and hitchhiking. That's what you said. I think you're going to like this one. Um, this is, uh, going back to an old friend of ours. Um, we're going to talk about the ghostly children of New Orleans. Ooh. Um, in the French Quarter, there is a hotel called the Andrew Jackson Hotel. Ajax. Ajax. He makes his return to high spirits. Mm -hmm. um, in the 19th century, uh, the hotel was a boys' boarding school or a boys' home. It was an, or an mm -hmm. orphanage. Um, there are various stories of a fire that potentially killed a group of kids, but nothing has been corroborated um so in 19 or 1792 um the building was opened by the spanish 
I'm sorry, the, the, the orphanage was opened by the Spanish colonial government. Um, in 1794, there were two fires in the city of New Orleans. Mm -hmm. um, the first one was rather small, and it, it didn't do much to the building. But the second one, uh, as we talked about in a previous episode, mm -hmm. uh, swept through the city, including the boarding school. However, there are no reports of it actually encompassing or engulfing the, the school or the school being destroyed or anything like that. Um, I don't know if you know anything about that. Mm -mm. Okay. Um, so a lot of people believe that this is again, Oh, just a legend. Okay. Um, but the story is that five boys perished in the fire. Um, now those five boys are often heard playing in the courtyard in the middle of the night. <laughs> creepy um one guest reported being woken up in the middle of the night because of static noise from his tv oh now he insists that he turned the tv off before he closed his eyes okay and then he woke up saw the static he reached for his remote sat up to turn the tv off and um seated on the ground in front of the tv was oh. the apparition of a young boy oh okay and he screamed, the man screamed, or yeah, the guest screamed, um, and then the apparition disappeared. Did the TV stay on? I, you know what? I don't know. It didn't say that, actually. Wow. Um, Sounds frightening. Sounds a little like sleep paralysis meets a perhaps poltergeist uh, right. crossover. Yeah. Well, here's what Not I... Not to say it isn't real. I'm just saying like, that's a pretty... It's a... It's an, it's an image. Yeah. I have, when you said that, I immediately had an image in my head. Like, I could picture it. Yeah, I can totally picture it. It's kind of like that poltergeist, the movie mm -hmm. image of her sitting in front of that yeah. TV. But a boy instead. Yeah. Um, but, I can see the brain, like, transposing, you know. Totally. Um, but you have to wonder, what's the deal with the static? Why aren't you watching a show? Also... What are they? When was this? Is there any channel on television now that goes into full tilt static? Well, I I have a million questions about this. Like, <laughs> what hotel is this? This is the Andrew Jackson Hotel. Oh, Andrew Jackson Hotel. That's what you said. That. Um, how could you forget him already? I know I have it on it. <laughs> I was trying to put it together because I was thinking about our New Orleans episode, and I was mm -hmm. like, I feel like I know way too much about hotels in New Orleans. At this right. Point. So I was like, which hotel is this? Um, yeah, Andrew Jackson. Yeah. So. But I want to know more about the static and if that's a thing and is it like a way to communicate? In the ghosting world? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's got, I mean, it's gotta um, be. Unused white noise. This is, this is like the spirit boxes with the, mm -hmm. um, but it's basically like transistor radios and you can kind of yeah, hear, you hear the, the EVPs. Right. And then sometimes like clear as day, people will hear like, Noel. Right. Kind of thing. Um, like that Michael Keaton movie, like White that, Noise. Like, yep, that's exactly yep. what this is. Um, hard to tell. It's hard. It's hard to remove human error from trying to get direct communication from frequency, especially if you're treating it like a scanner, right? Because it's like, why? Why would something be very specific about a particular ghost, and the rest of it be nonsense, right? But it's interesting, nevertheless. Mm -hmm. Also, um, at one of the ghost conferences, some guy showed me his um, frequency box. And, um, what kind of box? <laughs> <laughs> His frequency box. <laughs> oh, um, 
And uh, he showed me out. He took me outside to demo it, and it was <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what's happening. I don't know. Today. Um, and it was very, very strange. I was actually with our friend Jason, mm-hmm. and um, so when he finished doing the demo, he was like, "Well, what do you think?" And I was like, "Huh? Well, you certainly heard a lot of ghosts," because he was sort of translating for us what he thought he heard. Right. And um, Jason was like, "Yeah, and your ghosts are really mean to you. Like they were yelling at him." So was he, hold on. So he was telling us what the white noise was saying. Okay. And I can't remember his name. Let's call him Bob. But it was like, uh-huh. it was like, Bob, you're an asshole. Bob, you're stupid. And we were like, oh, is that, the, why are the ghosts so mean to you? Was he responding to them? No, he was telling us that that's He was just saying. telling you. I thought, I think he was just kind of a little bit on the peculiar side. You don't say. <laughs> yeah, I do say. Did he, what, so what did he say when you guys were like, your ghosts are so mean? He lost interest in us pretty quickly. (laughs) (laughs) You're mean. Yeah. Well, I've, you know, I'm never extremely popular at those kind of events. I don't Uh have the imagination for it. But you you and I have talked about this. I do ghosts a little bit differently. You do. Because I really, really, really like them and I want to believe. And it's it's a little challenging when someone takes like a, what looks like a transistor radio from the 80s that they've like (laughs) cooked up with some tinfoil. And they're like, can you hear my ghosts? And I'm like, um... No. no. <laughs> but, I mean, you can. So he was playing the static for you. Yeah, and then and saying then, that okay. he was hearing things. But we could, we, there were there were no discernible. And this man paid for a booth. Yeah, at, he had a booth. Okay. Were he, people, like, stopping by? and? Uh, I, even for them, he was a little bit on the crazy side. He tried okay. to join a panel by sheer force of will, and they kicked him off stage. Oh, no. Yeah, this is at the Portage Theater. Ursula Bielski was like, no, thank you, sir. Uh-huh. She was not picking up what he was putting down. We will take your money for your booth. But she's so lovely, so she I'm sure it was... She's very lovely. She's one of the best people. I'm yeah. sure it was very polite. Awesome. Yeah. Bob. Bab. All right. Um, these boys... Pause it. ...at the Andrew Jackson Hotel... Can be heard in multiple rooms. So, uh, they can be heard in room 208, 107, and 109. So, if you stay at the Andrew Jackson Hotel in New Orleans, 208, 107, 109, those are the rooms you would like to request. That's very cool. Yeah. I like that. So, in room 208, there is a ghost child by the name of Armand. 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 Yes. Um, there are two different stories about how he perished. Uh, the first story is that he was thrown from a second story balcony. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, the second story is that he committed suicide from that balcony and he launched himself over the balcony and onto the street. Oh. So Hmm. either way, not a great way to go. Yeah. Poor guy. Sorry, mom. Just a kid. Um, he is known to wake guests with his giggling and laughter, his childish giggling and laughter, as this article uh, referenced. Um, guests have also been claimed to have been shoved by, or from a bed, from bed, I'm sorry, by an unseen force. Uh, others report that while sleeping, they feel the covers being tugged down as cold caresses, as Uh -uh. cold caress skims their exposed flesh. And a chill sweeps over their bodies. No, ma'am. And this is why I sleep covered. Because <laughs> God damn it. That's terrifying. You are all about the safety of that comforter. I mean, I will sweat my butt off. 
to not be touched in my sleep. <laughs> I cannot keep my feet inside the covers. Oh, nope. My feet get too hot. They have to be out. That's, I'm, that's my big fear is that Even like, if I've had a terrible nightmare, I'm like, well, no, my feet have to be out. No, to my, touch my feet. No. Mm-mm. I I had a cat that actually would mess with my feet in the morning. Uh, now she's a ghost cat, <laughs> but <clears throat> she would wake me up in the morning by chewing on my feet. Oh, um, playfully. But I mean, maybe if that happened now in your sleep, it would be a ghost cat. That would yeah, that'd be awful. It would be terrible. No, no, thank you. Cover up. All right. Also in room two hundred eight. The lights switch on and off. Uh, mm-hmm. Faucets turn on by themselves. Hotels, man. I mean, th- but these are things we hear about all the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. Um, There's some nice repetition that sort of lends itself to a bit of believability in some of these things. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's all the same. Well, it's interesting, too, because it makes you kind of wonder if, like, these are things that are easy for them to, because it's like a simple on off thing. Yeah. So it's easy to kind of like make that happen. Yeah. Um, I mean, I clearly don't understand that world, but if it does exist and it's, you know, a possibility, then it kind of makes sense that like a switch is yeah. an easy thing. I, if, if they can manifest themselves enough to have, you know, right. Some sort of physical encounter. Exactly. The kinetic of the kinetic, um, act of, of pushing something mm-hmm. would be very easy. You don't see them like turning off the faucets. They turn them on, but not usually off. Right. Cause you hear, yeah. Faucets turning on by themselves, toilets flushing lights mm-hmm. on and off. Um, you're getting pushed out of bed. You're, there's a slapping. Yeah. Hair pulling all that shit. Pushing out of bed seems a little aggressive, but that does seem aggressive, especially for Armand. Armand. Um, well, okay. Especially because he has just a small child. So there is the thought that he is not alone in this room. Oh. And that there's potentially... Um, An adult? Someone who has more a negative energy because it's thought that um, Armand... Armand? I don't know. You're fine. Is playful and a, and a gentle, like, kind of spirit. But there's another, like, people... Definitely have stated that there's a feeling of dread in that room. Well, I would say through context, because it's Spanish and it's New Orleans, that uh-huh. it was probably an orphanage by the church. It was the Spanish colonial government that made it a, an orphanage. Same as Okay. So it'd probably be like a a nun or a yeah. negative energy priest. There, well, the <clears throat> I didn't put it in here, but from what I read... Like 1792? Yeah. Yeah, it would be same as Right. So what I read was um, a caretaker, a male caretaker ah. is also like floating around in there. So there are thoughts that maybe he's mm-hmm. the one, but I think he was also like a disciplinarian and probably a pre, I mean, I can't yeah. imagine anybody else being assigned in that day and age with the right. care of children. Yeah. Especially young boys. It's like, who, I mean, not just like a dick, but like in that time in New Orleans, it sort of just seemed like, uh, Kids, unless they were sort of right. wealthy or being a chair being taken care of by charity, mm-hmm. they were sent out to the streets. Yeah. It wouldn't have been uncommon for a six or Taking seven year old. Taking them to the streets. Yeah. <laughs> what song are you doing? <laughs> is that is that Doobie Brothers, Michael McDonald? Yeah. Taking them to the streets. Is that from like Forty Eight Hours or something? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I like it. Finally, in room two hundred eight, personal belongings will disappear. 
Sure. Sometimes they reappear in another room. Sometimes. I think it's just the French Quarter. Well, I think this is like. <laughs> just kidding, but like. Well, yeah. People get so drunk. I, I, I got you. Sorry. <laughs> I was really serious for a minute there. Mm-hmm. Touche. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which is a French word. Oh, look at you. Look at me. No Speak one's French. French stuff. Um, I think this is all like common poltergeist activity as well. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. So that is the Andrew Jackson Hotel. Um, don't Which I can't stay at because I hate him. Yeah, he's a horrible. But horrible. if you're there, 208, hang out with our mom. 208, 107, and 109. Those are the active rooms there that we know of. Yep. On our tour, we're going to go to San Antonio. Old San Antonio? Old San Antonio. Um, which I guess is the most haunted town in Texas. Oh, they're going to say in America. And I'm like, you don't say. I, I don't say. <laughs> <laughs> I believe we've already confirmed that that would be somewhere in Georgia. Or no. No, New Jersey. No, that's just the most haunted road oh, okay. in America. I think, what? no, what did we say? Charleston is the most haunted? Maybe. Or Savannah. I think town thinks they're the most haunted. I know. Let's, Savannah. I think it's safe to be... The South is the most haunted. Yeah, I would say. I would say. Uh, but Old San Antonio is the most in Tejas. Um, so on a on a road not far from the San Juan Mission, uh-huh. um, there's an intersection that's crossed by railroad tracks. Uh huh. <laughs> there's lots of intersections crossed by I railroad know. tracks. I hate this story. Oh, okay. Uh, is this about the 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 railroad children? Oh, I might know this. So there's a, a story that there was a fatal accident when a train collided with a school bus full of children in the 1930s this. or 40s. Uh, it was a rainy day, um, and the train conductor saw a bus stalled in the tracks. He pulled the brake, uh, blew the train whistle, the bus was unable to move, and the train was unable to stop in time, killing and it killed 10 children. Uh, legend states, yeah, this is kind of, an, this is an urban legend. Um, legend states, if you park your car in the tracks and put it in neutral, the ghost children will push your car uphill out of the way of the oncoming train. Um, I just got shivers. Uh, do you know what people do? They put uh, baby powder yeah. on the bumper of their car and you will see fingerprints. Mm-hmm. Now I just got chills saying that. So of course, tons of people go to this intersection to sure. make this happen, which causes all kinds of problems for the town um because it's again like a case of onlookers it's also a case of holding up traffic and um they also have an issue with uh carjackings and burglaries because people are like hanging out on these train tracks so they actually have high crime rates because of this oh really um so it's another one of those situations where people like the townspeople are like please stop this. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, this isn't a thing. So, uh, this is more than likely an urban legend. Uh, there are no, this was the 1930s or forties. So we would have some type of newspaper documentation of this. There is There's none. none. Mm-hmm. Um, they state that, uh, because of the natural decline or, or incline of the road, um, your car just automatically like moves it, uh, up the hill because of, that? I don't know. There was something, there was something where they were trying to justify it. 
And then part like wouldn't naturally move. It would not naturally move, but they said that there's a there's a way that it I'd have to pull up the article. I mean do you have to like crest the hill and be leaning down and then it naturally moves? I think so. I can I can locate the article too. Um and it's a terrible excuse. It doesn't really make sense. Sure. Um they uh But how do you explain the ghost the fingerprints? They're the argument is that they were already there. And uh, so when by putting the baby powder on there, it just exposes them. Oh. Just from people. I can see that. Yeah. So. So like you have, you have oils on your hand that you're not really aware of. You put yes. the baby powder on because of the movement of the car. The baby powder blows off or goes away. Right. And then there's this like. Yeah. Place left. Okay. So. So they're like legitimate um, reasoning behind that. Like it's it's interesting because like um, you would think though if you're putting the baby powder on that those fingerprints would show up right away. Like, don't you think you would it would expose them? I wonder. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Uh, it could be that you you put enough on. That when you leave to get in your car, like think about this: if you put baby powder on your bumper and then get back in your car and slam your door, that baby powder is going to get shifted. Yeah. And then maybe the baby powder doesn't stick on the um, oily part because it's right. too viscous, and so yeah. I mean, so, there's a lot of shifting that happens with baby powder. It'd be different if it was like they put like. Um, an actual like brand new. Um, if it was like untouched and yeah, like, if it a wasn't new baby powder, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I sort of put something else on there. This, this website. Watching. I'm I'm pulling up um the the reason behind uh, the movement of the cars. So they say that um. Official investigations into the events have determined that despite an illusionary appearance of, of a level or even slightly inclined road, the street surface is actually at a two-degree two degree, uh, declination. Um, this would result in... Oh, man, what's going on with this website? Ghosts. It keeps, like, moving on me. I can't finish the sentence. Ghosts. There's ghosts in your website. Um... <laughs> So it said this would result in the natural rolling of a car parked in neutral. But how would it roll up? Or they're saying it's a it's declination. Optical, they're saying it's an optical, optical illusion, illusion that, it yeah. doesn't, that it's not actually going up. It's actually going down, even though. Right. I think. Two would degrees, probably, though, is very slight. Yeah, but you would have to you'd have to get the car exactly on the right, like, crest. And yeah. then it would, if, if in neutral, it would then have the momentum to go down. But if it, if right. it weren't at that crest. Mm-hmm. it's hard to imagine but i mean yeah i'm so, glad that someone's out there at least like thinking about it rather than being like y'all my baby powder ghost hands well right <laughs> well and there's always going to be skeptics and people out there that need to disprove this stuff and i'm sure the town is also kind of like so tired of all of this mm-hmm. that they just want to get people out of there. Yeah. I mean, it's a good old legend. I, I didn't actually know the San Antonio part. I've heard it in different places. It's Midwestern, too. It's, I've heard it before, too. I heard like, it when, about it when I was in high school. The I mean, everything that I found was specifically San Antonio ro- Railroad children. 
um, that, uh, I, I think I referenced this, um, in our Halloween episode and I, um, I think I referenced this movie last year in our Halloween episode as well, <laughs> but the movie trick or treat actually has a, uh, bus children's story as well. Oh, cool. It's not quite this, uh-huh. but it's similar. So I think like there's that urban legend of like kids on a bus. Yeah. I mean, for sure. It's get more horrifying oh, than that. Terrible. Um, Mass, uh, mass disasters, mass accidents always carry along with them. Yeah, some sort of. Uh, and usually, <clears throat> I, I will say this. I mean, I know I'm like high <laughs> spirits, urban legend expert at this point. Mm-hmm. But one of the reasons, if if it, if there were any grain of truth in it, why it hangs on is that that town, that would mean for a very small town, that many people in the fourth grade or many people in the fifth grade die. Right. Which is too many for a very small town, right? So right. it's like 10 people in a grade school died. You're, that's like, you know, 20% of your, of your school population. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to have, um, you're going to know someone who lost somebody who knew somebody who lost somebody who knew somebody who exactly. lost somebody. And maybe your school has a plaque. And this is how all this stuff, like... There's going to be some memorial to yeah. all of these kids. The way that other things are forgotten about, it is unlikely yeah. that if your town goes through something like that, right. that you'll ever forget. It's, it's the, like Footloose. It's the American way. Never forget. Remember um, those kids in Footloose? They died on that bridge? Yep. Which is why that town couldn't dance. Never dance again. <laughs> <laughs> how could I forget? Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, thank God Kevin Bacon was there to save us all. Kevin Bacon. Uh, finally, um, with the San Antonio Railroad children, um, again, people claim to hear voices and children's laughter. Ew. <sighs> yeah, no if I ever, like, am in a spot, uh, that's, like, desolate and I hear a child's laughter, you know what? Actually, if I, if I'm standing in a public place... <laughs> I'm running. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing nothing more disconcerting. I think the movie Cemetery and that in terrible. Um, that little boy that fucked me up when I was a kid. That good. If it didn't fuck you up, something is severely wrong with you. I had a big problem with it. I watched that movie um, at a sleepover when I was nine years old, and that was probably the first night of my life that I did not sleep. Mm-hmm. And all of my friends went to bed. No problem. And I laid there. That's how terrified. I was Oh, but that little boy. Yeah, first a, of all, he's a creep machine, super creep machine. And that kid was in a lot of things, but yeah. he was so well cast and he was so good. Terrifying. Now a one Haley Joel Osment. He was not a Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> I know. He was in kindergarten cop. He was, he was, they had the boys have a penis and girls have a vagina. He, I think he was that kid. Uh-huh. Um, I think he was also on full house as the youngest ones. He was one of her friends. I don't know why I know his, I'm um, cause that kid haunts my dreams. Stupid little, little suit he wears. Anyway, <laughs> And their cat comes back. That's good. Church. <laughs> What's his name? The cat's name is Church. That's right. Um, I hate that story. Uh, don't worry. We'll get to a commentary story. Okay. Do you know about the Radiant Boys? No. I had never heard of this before. I hate this. Um, 
It's, it sounds like it would be pleasing from the title. You would think that. The Radiant Boys are, um, they come They're from... They're just a cabaret team from Boys Town. <laughs> <laughs> they do all of Peter Allen's work. Oh, so good. We're the Radiant Boys. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Don't they're acapella. Don't tell me not to da, 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 da. That's an acapella group. I know. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. I forgot the words to Don't Rain on My Parade. I don't know all the words to that one. Yeah, but you're not. I've been listening to a lot of Hedwig lately, so I know all the words to those mm-hmm. songs. Um, anyway, uh, but can we make this group happen now? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, please. All right. We're going to contact some people. <laughs> <laughs> this is happening. Um, okay. So the Radio Boys uh, started appearing in folklore um, in uh, England and English and European folklore, uh, probably first in German, obviously. Uh, they are glowing ghosts of boys who have been murdered by their mothers. Oh. Yeah. Their appearance portends ill luck and violent death. So the most famous story of a a radiant boy experience comes from a man by the name of Captain Robert Stewart. In the 18th century, he was stationed in Ireland. Um, he was out hunting and was caught in a terrible storm. So he sought shelter um, in a country gentleman's mansion. Mm. Uh, when he got there, um, the, the house was full of many men that were trying to seek shelter as well. So the, um, the place was full. And like there were like three or four guys sharing rooms, sleeping on the floor. Um, so he was kind of the last person to come in and the, they were very like gracious hosts and very accommodating. And the Butler was like, I have a room for you. Mm. So, um, he puts him up in this room and, um, he, uh, Captain Stewart sleeps for a couple hours and he awakes suddenly and is startled by such a vivid light that he thought the room was on fire. Um, and he sits up in his bed and he's trying to like make out this shape from this light. He realizes that this is just a very bright light in his room. Um, and he realizes that this, the shape is um, actually a naked boy oh. that is surrounded by a dazzling radiance. Okay. <laughs> and it says the boy looked at him earnestly. Then the vision faded and the room was dark. So, uh, Captain Stewart, not one for jokes, thought that <laughs> he was the butt of a practical joke and he was not amused. So, of course, uh, the next day he talked to the homeowner about it, um, who denied any knowledge of this. And um, they questioned other people that were staying there, like, what did you do? And they're like, we don't know what you're talking about. So then they questioned the butler, who said he put the captain up in the quote unquote boys room, but he lit a blazing fire to keep him from coming out. Keep who from coming out? The boy. Oh, I'm coming out. (laughs) So So let's get the party started. Uh huh. Um, so that was a really good pink. Thank you. Not, not at all. I'm not in the singing mood today, but, but my voice can't help it. Anyway, uh, so the, the, the Irish gentleman, the man who owned the mansion, um, informed Captain Stewart that 
anyone who saw the boy would receive great power, but would die a violent death in the height of his fame and affluence or influence. Um, so what happened next, uh, kind of is interesting for him. So Captain Stewart became Lord Castlereagh, <laughs> Lord Castlereagh, we'll say that, second Marquis of Londonbury after his brother died. Um, he then entered the British House of Commons, uh, becoming Chief Secretary of Ireland and later Secretary of State and Foreign Secretary. So one could say that um, uh, Captain Stewart, who then became Lord Castlereagh, um, had a spat of good luck. Had a spat of good luck, or they could say that he was very driven and successful and connected and all of these things. However, uh -oh. in his later years, he feared he was going mad. And in April of 1822, he was depressed and overworked, um, had many responsibilities, and he just couldn't handle it. And he slit his throat with a penknife. Dude. That's not a good way to die. Nope. How long did that take to get your own throat done? I don't even. Ugh. I, guess I mean, I guess if you go, like, you get the jug, jugular. <laughs> the jug. The jug. <laughs> You're going to bleed out pretty quickly. I guess you could just puncture your jug. Yeah. But with a pen knife, too. That's fucking awful. <sighs> Blood spatter. Stay away from radiant children. Y'all. Radiant boys. Except for our Broadway review. Except for our Broadway review. Radiant boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's happening. Coming in March 2018. <laughs> no, March is a really bad month for me. Can we do Oh, that's April? right. You yeah. do basketball. Yeah. I don't, but someone does. <laughs> that's not true. You play for the Clippers. <laughs> I sure do. You're very good. <laughs> I play for the Clippers under the assumed name of uh, somebody who plays for that team. I don't know. Where are the Clippers from? Uh, Los Angeles. Hey. LA Clippers. Great. I don't know any. Uh, I could have played a team that we knew better. I know, like, I don't know much for basketball these days. Right. I, I can tell you. I can tell you. I can the both starting lineup from 1994. <laughs> <laughs> who can't? Right. I can tell you uh, some of the Milwaukee Bucks. There's uh, Giannis, last name I can't pronounce. Uh -huh. um, and Jason Kidd is their coach. The end. Oh. Jason um, Kidd used to play for Michigan? Jason Kidd, uh, Michigan? You mean the Detroit Pistons? <laughs> <laughs> no, I went for the University of Michigan. Oh, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> By the way, no, I never mean the Detroit Pistons. I used to know all of these things, but then somebody complained about us being too much of a sports program, and so I stopped, I stopped learning about sports. I love the sports. Anyway, let's move on to my favorite of all of these stories I'm going to tell you, and that is the Dead Children's Playground. Oh. God, I hate this so much. Um, What happened to that playground, dude? Located in uh, Durost Park in Huntsville, Alabama. Hunt. The Hunt. The Hunt. Um, it's a secret spot in a 100-acre cemetery, Maple Hill Cemetery. Uh, uh, okay. It's cemetery. So wrong. it's not an actual playground? No, it's an actual playground. Why would you put a playground in a cemetery? In the middle of a cemetery. It's not okay. It's not okay. Oh. And it's claim they, they claim that uh, deceased children come to play there. Uh, okay. Um, there is a story that in the 1960s, uh, the area around Huntsville experienced a rash of child abductions. 
and many of their bodies were found near where the playground sits. The fuck? Why? Now, the playground wasn't there, but now there's a playground. Okay, first of all. So many things. So many things. <laughs> why were children just like, no, nah, they just they disappear. Why, why isn't there more? I, be, it's very upsetting. It's a very, very upsetting. And then if they knew that that was the murder site, they put... The, or the, the, For the children to play. Oh, man. It's terrible. I don't like anything about that. It's not. I guess children's, children should be able to play, but... <laughs> but, like, I mean, There's what do you do? Like, you're going to visit Grandma, and you're like, you know what? Go play at the playground. No, I meant the ghost well, children. Right? I know, but for your children, like, yeah. is it meant to be for living children? Like... I mean, I wouldn't have minded it. I spent some time in cemeteries. I, I yeah. I mean, my playground was right next to the cemetery, too, but this is, like... A 100-acre cemetery. It's very, very large. Is that big? <laughs> yes. It's, it's very large. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I speak in acres, but not kilometers. Right. Um, <laughs> um, what, what, the Schmidtstead is, to put it in perspective, the Schmidtstead is on 45 acres. Like my family. All of the compound. All of the compound. Got it. Okay. Double that and add more. Add 10. <laughs> I did all of that math. I was just like, okay. So it's big. Yeah. That's a lot. And then they're like, you know what? We're going to put a, we're going to put a playground in there. So this playground Secret has, play. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. They have, uh, there are pictures of it online and we'll, we'll post it. But like, there's like a full swing set. There's a slide. Like it's a full on playground. Well, that's cool then. I guess. Um, <laughs> it's terrible. Do the live children ever report playing with like well Caspers? So visitors claim to see uh, the swing move on its own, which you could also say that the wind did it. Yeah. Um, but they hear children singing, playing, oh, and even no, calling playing. out to them. No, I'm not going anywhere near this place. Uh huh. I hate it. I go on the swing. No. Why? But they they'll say that they see the swings like moving side to side or like knocking against each other, moving front to back. Like no. I'll go on the swing once for three minutes. I have to prove that there's life after death. I guess I don't know. I'm willing. I'll be your, I'll be a test subject. Touch Jay's hair. Yep. <sighs> Just don't like don't. The thing is, like you can sing, but don't be don't do that. Like baby voice, blah blah blah. But that's their voice. They can't <laughs> help it. Yeah, that is how they talk and sing. <laughs> it's so awful. And it just happens to be creepy. Um, so this, this part is interesting. In 2007, uh, the city removed the playground to make more room for the cemetery, but, uh, the public outcry was so large that it forced them to put the playground back and they actually put it back with new equipment and installations. Well, that's good. Yeah. So I mean, the they, playground you probably needed some updates. Sure. Needed that foam floor or whatever that is. Yeah. Those ghost kids are tripping all over those pebbles Breaking and wrists. Yeah. I, well, when I was in kindergarten, uh, our playground was absolutely on concrete, <laughs> and <laughs> I fell off the monkey bars and fell onto the concrete and broke my arm at the age of five. Uh, the amount of people that <laughs> broke their arm at my, uh, I went to Carrie Busey Elementary School. Yeah. And, I mean, I swear, <laughs> any given time, somebody had a broken arm. Well, yeah, because we lived in such unsafe environments. Yeah. Just play real hard and, uh, 
it, yeah, I mean, the next thing, so the, the replacement for the concrete then was, were those like, Birch. no, oh. it was those um, stone pebbles. Oh, okay. Because those are going to hurt, like, Less. break your fall. Yeah. But instead you, like, fall to your knees and you have, like, all the these pebble pebbles marks, yeah. like, embedded into your legs. I just don't understand. Um, I well, mean, things aren't the way they were in 1870. No. We've come so far. We have come so far. We have come so far. Children are now safe to be ghosts and play on equipment. Good for them. Good for them. They're not climbing up rusty bars. We had um, a... Getting all that Legionnaire's disease. Is that... Wait, you can get Legionnaire's disease from rusty bars? From rust, I believe, yes. Oh, I thought it... I think you can get Legionnaire's from rust. I didn't know that. Yeah. Maybe I'm making that up. (laughs) Doesn't matter. (laughs) I'm pretty sure, though... You keep saying what you're going to say, and I'm going to oh, look up Legionnaire's disease. Um, I thought it was a waterborne illness. Um, maybe it's both. Yeah, maybe it's Maybelline. Um, when I was in grammar school, we had a fire tower, and um, everyone would go to the top of it. It was like 15 feet tall, and if you had daring do, you would leap off of it for absolutely no reason, except for to prove that you had daring do. Daring do? <laughs> yeah, it's like an old-fashioned word for, like, swashbuckling. Okay. I'm a man with daring do. Okay. Flynn. Nobody? Okay. No? Um, <laughs> but, like, we would all leap to our desks from it, and probably, like, every other week someone was breaking a wrist. Yeah, I mean, we, my school was right next to a gravel pit, and, um... Why aren't we ghost children? It's amazing that we all we are. We made it through the 80s. Yeah. But we would go over to the gravel pit, like we'd sneak over during recess and play King of the Mountain on yeah. like the top of the the gravel mounds. And then, of course, one of our teachers told us a story about how like she knew a boy who did that, and then he got sucked into the gravel mound and suffocated and died in there. And so then, of course, we never went back because we were t- terrified. I believe it. I totally believe it. I mean, probably never happened, but you know. So anyway. The moral of the story is don't play in gravel pits. <laughs> okay. And now it's a developed subdivision across the street from my parents' house. Hey. With really, really expensive homes. Okay. Uh, finally, Jay, I want to tell you, this is a little snippet. Did you uh, find out about Legionnaire's disease? Oh, yeah, but it's unclear. <laughs> okay. Well, it comes from a bacteria found in, in fresh water. Okay. Um... It can contaminate hot water tanks, hot tubs, cooling towers. Um, I don't... Somebody told me about the rust thing. Ah. So, I... Well, I would imagine near fresh water, like, if you had uh, any metal, um, after a certain amount of time, it would corrode the metal. Yeah. And so, rust would be in evidence, but I don't think you necessarily... Although, I don't know. I mean, rust is just, like, oxidation of metal. Um... So maybe it's a symptom, but not a, a full cause. Yeah. So if you see it, you might be in an area that has it. I don't know. I'll stop talking about it. <laughs> Moral of the story is I'm gullible and believe things that people tell me. Nope. All right. Like this story about the begging boy. Oh. I'm going to end up, a, I'm going to end this on a high note. <laughs> sounds high. Um, at Old Castle Runs in Castle Yon's Cork, Ireland. Um... There uh, is a 
ghost child that um, is seen by visitors. The building Old Castle Runs was built in 17th century. <laughs> destroyed by a fire in 1771, it was never restored. So it's just the ruins of it now. So okay. just like some castle walls that are uh, hanging out. So the child wanders the ruins, begging for his life, um, cruelly repeating his last moments before he was murdered by um, probably the homeowner for being a disobedient child. Yikes. And that's terrible. And that's all for ghost children. Oh, well, thank yeah. you so much for sharing these horrible tales. <laughs> <laughs> really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so steer clear of ghost kids. Don't Google ghost kids unless you want to like listen to hol- kids Halloween songs. No. Nope. Them bones, them bones, them dancing bones. Them. I know that one. <laughs> You were dancing right now. I know. As well. Doing the skeleton dance. That's one of them. What is that? It's a kid's Halloween song. Them huh. bones, them it's bones. Halloween them. Carol? Dancing bones, them bones, them bones, them. Dancing bones. I don't remember. Does it have any additional elements? Doing the skeleton <laughs> dance. I don't remember. I think there are more. It's it's basically a video of like a skeleton dancing. Ah. The okay. toddlers love it. Well. Yeah. The best and brightest. Mm-hmm. Repetition. That's how they learn. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, uh, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode. You can find us on Facebook. We're High Spirit Chicago Podcast. You can find us on iTunes, also High Spirit Chicago Podcast. Go ahead and rate and review us. Thank you. Um, you can find us uh, on ye old Gmail, Chicago at gmail.com. Um, and uh, the Insta and the SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Same handles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, check us out. We really do appreciate you listening. Um, shout out to uh, the people of the, Ireland. The people. And the people of Canada have been listening a lot to us. Hey, guys. Yeah. And Ghana, you're back. Oh. <laughs> we, really, we really appreciate it. There is one person maybe listening a lot or lots of people in Ghana listening once. But we do have a, a contingent of people in Ghana who are listening to our ghost story. I love it. Um, and hey, Canada. I hope you stayed tuned for the whole episode and we didn't insult you in the beginning because we think you're great. Do, oh, oh, was we that like, uh, no, I was, I was making jokes. Oh, it's just a, just a gentle ribbing, Kyle. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, uh, sorry. I come from Wisconsin, which I believe, yeah, I believe, have a Canadian I believe in Canada, you call Wisconsin Canada light. So, mm-hmm. um, or Southern Canada. I had, I actually had a, a, boss who was from Ottawa and he was like oh we just call it Wisconsin Southern Canada yeah I was like oh I call it the south of the north but <laughs> agree to disagree um <laughs> anyway I went to was on a, a conference call and um we were on a conference call with this woman from Canada and she uh-huh. was talking about visiting Canada K-A-N-A-T-A but at first <laughs> we just thought she was saying <laughs> Canada, like the weirdest person in the world. She doesn't understand. She's from there. One of our coworkers was like, um, are you saying Canada? And if so, have I been mispronouncing that for years? She's like, so I was in Canada. She's like, no, it's Canada. Canada, Canada. Um, I love you, Canada, and I hope to be there soon. Yeah. For some visiting. 
visitation. I like it there. All right, y'all. Okay. Well, we do appreciate you listening to High Spirits. Noah, what you drinking? I am drinking Pessimist. Yeah, and I am drinking um, Antihero IPA from Revolution Brewery. We're nice. really um, thankful that you guys came around to visit. Noah has one last disgusting, horrible, awful child ghost thing to say. Sweet dreams. Ew. <laughs>